ready for tomorrow's news today. You're listening to Speak Life with Marty Lee. Welcome to Speak Life. We're so glad you're here with us today. And I just want you to, to know much prayer has gone into this particular broadcast. And why, you might ask, because what we found is that we have a, a, uh, a different audience on Fridays than we do on Sundays. And uh, I wanted to pray and bless you tonight. So uh, some of our Friday night audience is also our Sunday, night, our Sunday afternoon audience. And, and there is some overlap. Uh, but there's a significant number of people from all over the world uh, that tune in online on Fridays. And we are so grateful for that and grateful to the Lord for you. And we welcome you to Speak Life tonight. I want to remind you of the words of King David in Psalm 24. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and everyone and everything in it. In short, it all belongs to Yahweh. It all belongs to Jesus. Amen. And when we come together and we join our hearts together in the Spirit before our Father, we come with one purpose in mind, that we hear from our Father vertically and horizontally. God speaks to us from above, from heaven, and He speaks to us through man on the earth. And so either way, the Word of God says, we must obey Him who speaks. For if they did not escape Him who spoke then... How much more shall we not escape if we do not obey him who speaks from heaven? And having said that, it goes on to say, whose voice shook the earth, but now he shakes not only the earth, but heaven also. You know, in Psalm 29, King David also wrote uh, regarding the powerful force of the voice of God shaking the heavens and the earth. It's God's voice. Uh, that causes everything to shake. And tonight I pray for a shaking in the heavens as we tenderly draw near to our Father. Uh, I believe it is vital that we hear from God. I pray for your divine covering and direction for your people tonight, Father. Like the cloud that covered them by day and the pillar of fire by night, lead us by your powerful voice. Keep us in perfect providential timing lest we run ahead of you. And God, I believe you're giving us direction, directives, and we will know the will of God, the mind of Christ, the heart of Christ, and we'll know it in perfect positioning. And as one unified prophetic family, we welcome you into our hearts, our lives, our families, and we pray that you keep us in your sacred virtue and chasteness before you, Father. Many souls are hanging in the balance in this hour of transition, and the strategies and the plans of the enemy is to try to derail their lives and causing them to go shipwreck. And we pray for your keeping power to graciously be poured out upon your people. Let every soul that is searching be restored today. And Father, I pray that we may edify and encourage and equip your people through this broadcast, as you've given us that responsibility. <clears throat> Your word says the law of the Lord is perfect, restoring and converting the souls of men. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, 
making wise the simple. Would you make the make wise the simple today, Father? It says the precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to us. I pray you give joy to our hearts tonight, Father. <clears throat> the commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. I pray that you would give light to our eyes tonight, Father. Removing the darkness, removing the fears, removing all the fear of the threatenings of, of our enemies, O oh God. The fear of the Lord is pure, and it endures forever. Your perfect love casts out all fear. I pray that you let us experience your perfect love tonight. And let what we do endure. It goes on to say, The ordinances of the Lord are sure and always righteous, more to be desired than gold, even costly gold, sweeter than honey from the honeycomb. By them your, ser your servant is warned, and in keeping them there is great reward. Father, let our sacrifices today Bring a reward to us. Holy Spirit, some may think that sounds too strong, but we want what you wrote, and we want what you promised us. Now let the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our rock, our redeemer. Come and fill our hearts. Come and fill our homes, our families, Come and fill our nation. Jesus, you are our treasure and the reason why we live. And we bring our hearts as a treasure back to you, together as one today. And we thank you for your hand of grace and mercy upon our lives. <clears throat> and we pray these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Welcome again to Speak Life tonight. I want you to feel the Spirit of God tonight remove every burden and lift every load off of your shoulders. Every time you're in this place with us, that's what I want you to experience, and I pray that. And even though the, the whole earth is groaning and travailing and calling for the sons and daughters to come forth, we have to have a place <clears throat> where we can come together, a place of connectivity with our Father as one as the body of Christ. And if you were with us this Sunday, this past Sunday, I talked about the priceless value of gathering together as the ecclesia. Jesus said, I will build my church, my ecclesia, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Listen, God wants us to value the bride of Christ the way that he values his wife, his bride. <clears throat> and the gathering of the ecclesia, the, the church uh, that Jesus is building, we have to value that. And how much more we need one another, we have to start recognizing that. So I believe it's so much more than we could possibly comprehend. And God is calling us to not just come back to church, but come back to our commitment to faithfulness to him, our commitment to being one together with him in the kingdom. Amen? Uh, you know, the enemy has, 
has worked so hard to try to disconnect and uncouple people from the church. Uh, but God is calling us to come back together and to be one in Christ and not just come to church, but come committed, come faithful, come let the gifts uh, that are within you <coughs> be expressed by the Spirit of God. Amen. We are in a great transition right now, and God is transitioning the church and the world as everything is shaking by the power of his voice. Make no mistake about it, God is speaking and shaking everything. And the enemy's been using this moment of transition to lie to the people of God and make them feel uncovered and abandoned. It's been about two weeks now, about two, two and a half weeks ago, I had a very vivid dream, <clears throat> and the Lord spoke to me about this dream, and I'm not going to get into all of it, uh, and he spoke to me about the spirit of Athaliah. And interesting enough, I, I was on the phone with Apostles Tom and Jane Hammond, and I shared with them <clears throat> uh, about the spirit of Athaliah, and they had heard the very same thing. And Apostle Jane Hammond wrote an article uh, on what she sensed, and you can find that uh, on the internet, I believe it's on the Elijah list, it's on her Facebook page, uh, it's also on my personal Facebook page. <clears throat> Athaliah uh, was the daughter of Jezebel and Ahab, and uh, not every person in the Old Testament uh, is converted into a demonic spirit, but we can understand attributes of demonic attacks through certain characters, evil characters in the Old Testament, and understand the spirit that was working behind them. And uh, <clears throat> when God woke me up <clears throat> and said that that was the spirit of Athaliah, uh, I had to go look it up and see what it was all about. And so in 2 Kings chapter 11, it says that when Athaliah heard that her son was dead, she arose... And she killed, all, she killed all of the royal seed. I believe there's been an, an assignment of death coming against God's royal seed, God's sons and daughters, and especially those who are called to lead in these end times. Uh, her name, Athaliah, it means affliction, to distress with mental or bodily pain or sickness, or to trouble greatly to overthrow and to defeat. It also means to impose a burden, to deliver a blow, to constrict like a, like a boa constrictor or a snake, or compress and cause to shrink, uh, to stop or slow the natural growth, the advancement and the development of. Her name also means Jehovah has turned away. Now, doesn't that sound a lot like the lies that we've been hearing in our national media? <clears throat> Even church leaders uh, have been saying God has turned away from America. God's judging America. Let me be very clear. God is not judging America. God is saving America. God is protecting America. Believe it or not, <coughs> I'm not, <clears throat> I'm not always... Um, promoting what other 
uh, ministers are doing, and not that I have any problem with that. Uh, it's just not, it's not always something that I'm doing. Uh, but I do know that Chuck Pierce, uh, who is a dear friend, Prophet Chuck Pierce, has he had a vision uh, back in August of last year, I believe it was, where he saw 51 massive war angels around the United States. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> and these 51 mighty angels were protecting the United States. And uh, I believe that God showed me uh, shields all the way around America, these massive shields of light that went way up into heaven, almost like, you know, you see those, uh, the, those lights that stretch up from where the uh, two towers fell. Uh, similar to that, only it was all around America, and uh, it went all the way into heaven, and uh, it was a, a shield of protection <clears throat> around our nation. Uh, but, you know, you, if you look at what some of the uh, older church leaders have been saying, and, and maybe some uh, more religious ones have been saying, God's turned his head away from America. That's what the name Athaliah means. And that's causing a hopelessness. Many people have been dealing with pain, sickness, uh, dealing with a constriction in their breathing, uh, stopping the advance of their vision. <coughs> Excuse me, Athaliah was an illegitimate ruler. Athaliah was an illegitimate ruler. Let me say that one more time. Athaliah was an illegitimate ruler of her nation. But ultimately, she was overthrown by a coalition of a few who trusted in the Lord. Let me remind you, God always has a remnant. You can read about this again in 2 Kings chapter 11. I believe it's 11 and 12. <clears throat> God always has a remnant. And God... He promised David that he would always have the lineage of the throne until Jesus the Messiah comes. <coughs> Josheba, in this story, was Ahaziah's sister and the wife of the priest Jehoiada, uh, who was hiding Joash, who was the, the legitimate heir to the throne, again. Athaliah was illegitimate. So the legitimate heir to the throne was actually Joash. <clears throat> and Josheba, uh, the name means the oath of God. The first part, Joe, means the oath of God. And Sheba means the making of a covenant or the covenant oath or uh, sevening oneself. <clears throat> We've talked about sevening. Uh, sevening means cutting the covenant. And so jo jo Josheba interceded and hid Joash. And so this speaks of intercession <clears throat> that shifts everything back to the covenant oath of God to his people. <clears throat> Again, we only want what God promised, right? Jehoiada was the priest who led the attack and ultimately overthrew Athaliah. So <clears throat> Jehoiada's name 
means the knowledge of God. And that symbolizes the ecclesia, knowing who the Lord is. And when we know who the Lord is, really we know who we are. When you find Jesus and you begin to see Jesus, what you end up seeing is yourself in Jesus, and then ultimately you know who you are. And so Jehoiada means the knowledge of the Lord. Ultimately, I believe this transition that we're going through now is to to shift the church to a higher place to shift our nation. So God shifts the church, and the church, through intercession, shifts the nation. But the spirit of Athaliah will be overthrown through a coalition of warriors or intercessors or prophetic proclaimers who have been raised up for such a time as this. And illegitimate rulers who have usurped power and authority will be overthrown and removed. I believe this is a time of restoration and reformation, just as God has said. Prophetic reformers have been fighting against health issues, against various new attacks, I believe, from this Athaliah spirit. But I believe we are breaking this off of our nation and off of the ecclesia. And as we read in the in the book of First Kings, uh, <coughs> we read about in chapter one Adonijah, who usurped the throne of Israel over Solomon, the rightful king. And uh, Solomon was supposed to be made king as David was passing, <clears throat> but his older brother Adonijah uh, gathered a coalition of evil people who were in some level of authority and began to set Adonijah up as king. And so Bathsheba, who's Solomon's mother, uh, went to the king and said, uh, with with the high priest and said, you promised that Solomon would be king. Adonijah is naming himself as king. This was a game of thrones that was going on. And uh, and so Solomon was to be the rightful king. And so David mounted uh, the royal chariot and brought Solomon, uh, the high priest, and the correct procession together and enthroned Solomon as king over all of Israel. (coughs) And there was a great uh, disruption because now it appeared that there were two kings. I remember a prophetic word uh, that Kim Clement gave uh, several years ago about two presidents. But there were two kings in this particular story, and there was such a loud, voluminous shouting uh, over Solomon as the rightful king that Adonijah and everybody that was with him abandoned uh, the the throne that they had usurped, and those that were with him scattered. And the curse could not remain upon the land. The curse of, of illegitimate authority 
illegitimate rulers could not remain on the land <clears throat> because God had made a covenant <clears throat> with David and Solomon. And Adonijah was usurping authority. And <clears throat> so Adonijah was abandoned by those who enthroned him. And in a similar way, there's one other story I want to bring to you. Uh, Balaam, he was being, cur- being paid by King Balak to curse the people of God. And every time he tried to curse the people of God, the people would rejoice, they would worship God, and they would shout (coughs) until Balaam said, (coughs) they cannot be cursed, for the shout of the king is among them. I'm telling you today, it's very similar to (coughs) Adonijah. He couldn't remain in that cursed position because there arose a shout that dethroned (coughs) Adonijah There was a shout that stopped the curse that Balaam was trying to put to decree over Israel, being paid off by Balaam. I'm telling you, today we are the blessed and we cannot be cursed. King Soros may be eating lots, maybe doling out lots of money. China may be paying lots of money. Uh, They may try to usurp our spiritual and national sovereignty and try to curse us along the way. But as long as God has a remnant who will intercede and pray and decree the truth and shout the victory, blessing the Lord, every curse will be reversed and returned back upon their own heads. Mark my words. They can fly balloons, try to engender fear in a nation, But Almighty God, our Father, will just shift the narrative by launching revivals all around the nation. One day, you may be talking about balloons in the sky, and the next day, suddenly everyone is talking about revivals, shifting the narrative by the hand of God from fear to faith in God. Amen? We are in an unstoppable unbreakable covenant moment with our God, our Father. He's a good, good Father. Amen. Have no fear. The false prophets have had their time to call down fire. They've had their time uh, to prove the, the power of their false gods, and they have only been proven impotent. Now watch what Almighty God, El Elyon, the owner and the possessor of all heaven and earth does to show his absolute power. Amen? Amen. You know, last week I began a teaching on blessing or cursing. Blessing or cursing. And, you know, we are on a journey with God. We are progressing with the Lord leading us from glory to glory, from faith to faith. That's what the Bible says. We're, we're going from glory to glory and from faith to faith. In other words, our faith is growing from one level of faith to another level of faith. That's why Jesus said, <coughs> oh, you have little faith, <clears throat> underdeveloped faith. Let me continue to develop your faith and make it stronger. And so we go from glory to glory. That's the expression of God's light, God's life. 
and from faith to faith. So we, our faith grows, amen? We get a measure of faith, but then that faith grows, and we shift from one level to another level in Christ. And that's, that is a constant in our journey in the Lord. And I want to share some of the things that I shared with the church on Sunday because I believe it's the word of the Lord for today. <clears throat> and, you know, I, I sincerely believe in the framework of understanding that we are in a time of training for reigning, in schooling for ruling, and we will reign and rule with Christ throughout eternity as the bride of Christ. And transition, going from one level to the next, it means shifting higher. It means growing in grace and growing in faith and growing in, listen to this part, patient endurance. And so I know many of you feel a transition right now. You feel the shaking because God has spoken some things. (coughs) And that echo is reverberating throughout the earth. (coughs) Something has to change. I always encourage people when the pain of things changing is less than the pain of things remaining the same, then we willingly make changes. That, my friends, is called transition. We want the promises of God and the change for the good, but we really don't have a handle on what's ahead yet. But we know the door is shut behind us, We've had to let go of what seemed to be a sure thing, and now you may feel like you're stuck in between, and you feel almost like you're floating. You know, when they, uh, when they transplant <coughs> a plant from a potted plant into the ground, there's that up-in-the-air transitional time, and that's where a lot of people feel like you're, you're heading to, so you know you're heading to something greater. Uh, but you're just floating in between. Let me give you some good biblical advice. Dig your heels in and persevere. Have a patient endurance about you. Persevere. Don't let worry or being anxious force you into a bad decision. That's when the enemy tries to come in and push people into bad decisions. In fact, the Bible says be anxious for nothing. The devil wants to use this moment as a setup to say God has turned away. God is not speaking. I know the word of God says he'll never leave you or forsake you, but in this moment, he's being quiet. He's being silent. Listen, when you shift from junior high to high school, you have that summer in between where you're not hearing from any teachers, you're not hearing from any instructors, you're just in between. (coughs) that's where we are. And the devil tries to use that moment as a set-up moment to get you to yield and settle for something less. (coughs) Let me help you to grow in your faith today. Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 12, it says this, See that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. It takes faith and patience to inherit the promises. Do not become sluggish, but imitate. If if you can't innovate, then imitate. 
If you don't know what to do, follow the leader. Some people say it like this, fake it till you make it. See that you do not become sluggish, sluggish, but imitate those. Follow those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. The amplified version of that same, uh, that same verse, uh, Hebrews 6.12, it says, so that you will be not spiritually sluggish, but will instead be imitators of those who through faith lean on God with absolute trust and confidence in him and in his power, and by patient endurance, even when suffering, are now inheriting the promises. God wants us all to go from glory to glory and from faith to faith. And remember when you were first saved and you prayed for something and then you know, a, a week or two later or a month later, you got what you were praying for, and you were so energized in your faith, you knew that you were walking with the Lord. And then after journeying with the Lord, after a year or so, you pray, and you receive the answer to your prayer. Maybe a couple months later, your faith was growing. You were progressing in the knowledge of the Word of God and how God stretches us and causes us to trust him a little bit longer, our faith grows. And then maybe you were further along and you had to wait a year for what you prayed for. And now you're at a point where God has removed the training wheels. You've come to a much higher level and you have to find your balance of faith and trust in him. Am I waiting too long do I just make a decision? I talked to one man one time who said, listen, I give God 30 days to answer my prayer. If he doesn't answer my prayer in 30 days, I make a move. I do something. Listen, I highly disregarded that, <laughs> that advice. I've seen too much in Scripture to know God doesn't always answer in 30 days or less. You have to find the balance of faith and trust and confronting reality. Sometimes you do have to you have to do something. Your faith without works is dead. And so you do have to do something. Uh, but when you're just in that transitional moment, sometimes that transition can last a little longer than what your flesh is comfortable with. And so you grow and you start understanding it takes faith and patience and spiritual endurance to actually obtain promises. That, that is transition. That's going from one level to the next level. It's shifting higher. It's going to higher levels. It's growing in grace. It's growing in faith. It's growing in patient endurance. And let me continue to expose the plan of the enemy <clears throat> that is causing people to uncouple from the body. The church needs you. And you need the church. There's such a, a vital truth. The church needs you and you need the church. Church attendance is vitally important. Being a part of the body of Christ in church is vitally important. And I know that as we've gone through all the pandemic and COVID stuff, <clears throat> we've had to make certain accommodations, 
you know, I believe the devil uh, wanted to sift people and shift people out of their position in the kingdom. And he's done this with some people. But God never intended the church to get stuck in the tar pits of COVID land. Now, I chose those words very carefully, the tar pits of COVID land. I, I say it like that because we all know what a fossil is. A fossil is something that got stuck in the past and never made it through the transition into the next level, and they never made it to the future. Dinosaur, dinosaurs got stuck in the tar pits, and they became fossils. And today, that's where we get fossil fuel. It's where we get petroleum. Put the word petroleum, I looked it up. It comes from two words, as the Lord was leading me, and this is just how the Lord does this. The word petroleum comes from two words. The first part is, is petra, or the word rock. Jesus is the rock. He's the Petra, or Petros. And then the second part of the word petroleum is oleum, and it comes from the word oil, or anointing olive oil. It's literally where, where it comes from, the anointing olive oil. So petroleum uh, is anointing olive oil. It's rock and anointing olive oil. And so when we don't make a transition, we can get stuck in the past. And then our anointing is used as an example for others of what not to do with the anointing. What not to do, become fossilized. You know, in 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 11, it says uh, these things, speaking of those in the old covenant who disobeyed God, happened to them as examples and were written down as warnings for us on whom the culmination of the ages has come. Hallelujah. I want to say it again. Don't let the pressure of the moment force you into a bad decision. You're in a transition. Patiently endure all the way to the finish line. Don't become a fossil don't become an example of someone what not to do with the anointing. <clears throat> you know, this is where the prophetic is key. The prophetic is so vital. And I believe that's why God has, has put such an emphasis on this. You know, Second Chronicles 20.20, I hear it in my spirit every day. Believe God and be established. Even in transition, that was a time of great transition in Israel. <clears throat> God was saying, believe God and be established. Believe his prophets and so shall you prosper. Proverbs 29, 18, it says, where there's no vision, people will perish. The word perish <coughs> in the Hebrew is the word para, and it means they're uncovered. They're laid bare, they're exposed, and they're unprotected. Where there's no vision, the people are uncovered. They're bare, they're laid bare, they're exposed, and they're unprotected. Now, the word vision, or the words 
uh, where there is no vision. The word vision means uh, no free-flowing prophetic ministry from the prophets or prophetic vision. <coughs> so where there is no prophets releasing prophetic vision, prophetic wisdom, prophetic understanding, a vision of what's happening, an overview of what God is saying is the mind of Christ for the moment. It says the people are uncovered. They're exposed to the enemy, and they're unprotected. And then they cast off restraint, and they go shipwreck. Let me just say this. I've never seen a time in the body of Christ where there's more people who are stuck in COVID land, in the tar pits of COVID land, where people have decided to live uncovered, to live unprotected by the house. The enemy has gone overboard to, co to convince people to uncouple from the church. And listen, that is the same Athaliah spirit. Part of that Athaliah definition is divorce to try to get you to uncouple or divorce <coughs> from the body of Christ. When the Bible says, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. That word forsake, forsake not. Uh, it means to, uh, to disconnect and consider it a casual connection. <clears throat> forsake not <coughs> the assembling of yourselves together. God doesn't want your assembly to be a casual thing that you do occasionally. <clears throat> he wants you to get plugged in right where he wants you. And so where there's no prophets releasing prophetic vision, people are uncovered and uncoupled. They're exposed to the enemy. They're unprotected. They cast off restraint, <clears throat> and they go shipwreck. I want to encourage you tonight that no matter what the news media is saying, no matter what the false prophets are saying, God is breaking off curses and releasing highly unusual blessings to you. That's what the Lord spoke to me last week. He's releasing highly unusual blessings to you. Listen to me. You cannot be blessed and cursed at the same time. We are blessed coming in. We are blessed going out. We are the head and not the tail, above only and never beneath. God is breaking off curses and releasing highly unusual blessings to you. Highly unusual, meaning it's going to get your attention. God is going to bless you in the midst of what looks like, why would anybody be blessed in this moment? Right? And I referred to this last week in Deuteronomy chapter 11 and verse 26. It says, see, I am setting before you this day blessing and a curse, a blessing and a curse. You have to know, you choose which you want to walk in. You have a choice to make. I'm setting before you this day a blessing and a curse. We have to make the choice. In other words, choose not to believe what the enemy says and choose to believe what God is saying. Believe God and be established. Believe his prophets and so shall you prosper. 
The requirements are so easy, either disobey or obey. Blessing in the Bible, I touched on this last week. Uh, In the book of Genesis, by the way, it speaks mostly about blessing. The book of Genesis is mostly about God's blessing on his people. And the first thing God did was bless Adam and Eve. He said, they're blessed. And God always wants to bless his people. That's, one of the, that's the first thing God wants you to understand about him. When you walk with me, you will be blessed. When you surrender your life to me, you become born again. You're translated out of the kingdom of darkness, where there's no blessing, only curse, into the kingdom of his dear son, the kingdom of light, where you are blessed and there is no curse. And when you're blessed of God, how does that show up in your life? What does it mean to be blessed? How does this happen? Well, there are several definitions for the word blessed in the Bible. And I want to focus on the two that are the most prominent. The first one is empowered. When you are blessed, you are empowered. It means to empower you. It means to give the blessing to give you authority, to give you persuasion. So the first place of the blessing or the empowerment in the Bible is when God empowered Adam and Eve to have children, and the empowerment or the blessing was that they could now multiply. You need to understand the anointing of multiplication is on your life. God can cause you to multiply. You know, I didn't understand this at first many years ago and God was calling me out into business and I wondered how could I do business and be in the ministry at the same time well listen when God has a right place a right time and a right reason for you to be somewhere uh, then you're going to find out what the blessing's all about and so Pastor Tracy and I we began this company and we were uh, pastoring a church at the same time, simultaneously. And as we were doing both, <clears throat> there was an anointing of multiplication that struck us. We realized that right alignment releases empowerment. <clears throat> right order in your life being in the right place at the right time for the right reason in the right season releases an empowerment to you, an empowerment to multiply. Remember, it said, be fruitful and multiply. <clears throat> and so as we started this company, unbelievably, in the first month, we had profits, five-figure profits, and that's P-R-O-F-I-T, <laughs> profits. And uh, God began to prosper us, and we saw a level of multiplication that we never knew before. <coughs> so God blessed Adam and Eve, and he said, now I'm empowering you to multiply. You now have the ability to produce someone who is just like you. So the first thing God said was, I'm blessing and empowering you to reproduce in your own image and your own likeness, just like me. That's becoming more godlike. When you can reproduce and you can multiply, 
That is godly. Amen? The second definition of blessing is the ability to supernaturally prosper and succeed. The ability to produce blessing. The, The ability to multiply and the ability to produce blessing. Now, we know Abraham was very blessed, uh, but the blessing began to show up in his life. In Genesis chapter 24 and verse 35, it says this, the Lord, this is Abraham's servant saying this, the Lord has blessed my master greatly, blessed, and he has become great. And he has given him flocks and herds. See, that's multiplication. Silver and gold. (coughs) That's the second definition of blessing. (coughs) Male and female servants and camels and donkeys. And so here the blessing gets defined all over again. And Abraham's servant says, God has blessed and empowered his master greatly. And this is the evidence. This is the proof of blessing. And so this is the result of bless. You know, some people just do not want to accept that God wants you so blessed. <clears throat> They've seen so much evil accomplished with, with money that they Im- immediately equate money with evil. Now, the Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil, not money. Money is not the root of all evil. The love of money, when you make that an idol over and above God, and you actually love that more than you love God, (coughs) that is the root of all evil. Hosea 4 and verse 6, it says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Jesus said, You shall know the truth, and the truth you know will make you free. Jesus became the curse for you and I so that we would walk in greater blessing. So the prophetic is so important so that you can hear something that sometimes is outside of our understanding of truth. The prophetic is vital to encourage us. Someone told me when I was 14 years old, they prophesied over me, God's going to cause you to prosper greatly. (coughs) I had no idea what that meant. To prosper greatly, we were in an abandoned house. My family, my large family, and I was 14. And my my mother, and we had 10 kids. She had 10 kids. Uh, We were in an abandoned house that had been abandoned. And so prosperity, greatly prospering to me, uh, was was just a step above that. Uh, But... The understanding of truth had to be expanded. And so when God said greatly prosper, greatly blessed, it, it began to take on a whole new meaning the, the more I walked with the Lord. And so my understanding changed, but it had to come from a... So I guess the point I'm making here is some people limit the prophetic to confirmation only. It is not confirmation only. God can speak things to you you've never thought about yourself. You've never seen yourself in those situations. You've never understood the blessing of God on your life like this. 
And for some of you, <coughs> you've been, God's been addressing this poverty mentality that says that you cannot prosper, that you cannot be incredibly wealthy, that you cannot succeed in life. That is a poverty mentality. I just want enough to make it. God does not want you thinking poverty. That's to come under a curse. And Jesus died upon the cross and became the curse. He broke every curse. He broke generational curses. He broke family curses. He broke curses of anger. He broke divorce curses. He broke poverty curses. He broke addiction curses, uh, insecurity and inferiority and rejection curses. And listen, some people say, well, Christians cannot be cursed. Listen, a Christian can have anything they want to have. You can have a demon if you want to have a demon. You can have curses in your life, operating in your life if you want them to operate in your life. But if you'll pursue Christ and get the mind of Christ, you'll know the truth, and the truth will make you free. And we cannot just sit back and say, well, God will do something. No, you have to be uh, uh, proactive in your faith. Faith without works is dead, and faith is what's pleasing to God. You have to learn what the Bible says about walking out your salvation. You have to examine what, what you believe versus what God's Word says, rightly dividing the Word of truth, <clears throat> learning to put on the mind of Christ. Amen? Isaiah 55, and I'm almost done here. <clears throat> Isaiah 55, starting in verse 7, it says, Let the wicked forsake his way. <clears throat> you could say, let the, uh, the unsaved get born again and forsake his way. And the unrighteous man, his thoughts, and let them return to the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. See, that's the first part of salvation. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, saith the Lord. Listen, God owns it all. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. I own the cattle on a thousand hills, I own all the gold, I owned all the silver, I own all the wealth of the world. It all belongs to God. <coughs> and that's why everything is shaking today, by the way, because God is shaking. And listen, you need to understand, even though uh, there, are, there are Goliaths out there right now who are spouting off at the mouth, uh, and talking about how great they are and how they're going to come and take your land away from you. And there's always a David. God's always got a David ready to take out a Goliath. And it doesn't matter what the threat of the enemy is. You need to know that you know there is a cause. Is there not a cause, David said? <clears throat> there is a cause. And you are a covenant son or daughter. So he says, my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, saith the Lord. For as high as the heavens are than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts and your thoughts. God's always got a solution, a greater solution than what you could possibly think of. It's probably something you never even considered. And then it says this, for as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and returns not to, to heaven but waters the earth, and makes it bring forth and bud. <clears throat> the miracle of multiplication. 
the miracle of fruitfulness. He says his word will be just like that. His word will enter your heart and it'll water you and it'll make you to bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. And I always like to say the prophets are the mouth of God. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void. That's literally void of fulfillment. But it shall accomplish that which I please, and and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. For you shall go out with joy. You shall be led forth with peace. And the mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Now listen to the, to the uh, contradiction of thinking. Instead of thorns, you shall have the fir tree. Instead of the briar, you shall have the myrtle tree. This is all a prophecy. And it shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. Man, this is so rich. I hope that you're receiving something out of this today. Listen, we have no reason to fear. God is in control. (coughs) God is on the throne. And God is doing greater things than the threatening of the enemy. The enemy is about to be silenced. The enemy is about to be brought down and defeated. And you're going to see the glory of God released in the earth. I'm going to say it again. Last week, there was so much happening. There were so many threats. Uh, Five or six or seven different uh, balloons or some sort of flying object was shot down as a threat to bring fear into our nation. Instantaneously, God released the Asbury Revival, and it began to spring up all over the nation. There are so many locations now in revival. We are seeing the beginnings of the Great Awakening, the beginnings of God's Reformation. Let me say it this way, and Bishop Bill Hammond has a great book on this, the beginning of God's World War III. The enemy's not going to get his World War III. God's going to get his World War III. The third and final apostolic reformation awakening. God's going to cause the whole earth to wake up and know that he's God, to wake up and to reform to the glory of God, reform by his goodness, by his grace. Well, I thought we were all going to be hidden underground until the Antichrist comes and all this stuff happens. Let me just tell you, the Antichrist is here. There's an Antichrist system. There's an Antichrist uh, all over the place. It has been since the day of Christ. It's in the Bible. Now, we can debate uh, uh, eschatology all you want, but the Bible goes on to say the kingdoms of this world shall become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and then the end shall come. And so this world is not going to hell in a handbasket. 
In fact, somebody said to me, it's the beginning of the billion soul harvest. I said, I disagree. There's 7 billion people on the planet. It's the beginning of the 7 billion soul harvest. I believe God wants everyone saved. Now, there'll be those who reject him. But I believe we're coming to a day where we're going to see unbelievable manifestations of the glory and the power of God. And you're going to see the kingdom of God come and his will being done here on earth. Even as it is in heaven, God's answering Jesus' prayer. And you're going to see the church rise up with the keys to the kingdom, binding and loosing according to the prescription of Christ. And the gates of hell will not prevail against us. You're going to see the power and the strength of the mighty right arm of God and the bride of Christ rising up in full authority and power in Christ. And I'm telling you, the kingdom of God is on a forceful advance and will not be stopped. <clears throat> Joel prophesied about this great army that has the fire of God within them. And behind them, everything is burned to the ground. In other words, everything is forever changed by the fire of God within them. This is not a, a, a time for doom and gloom. This is a time to lift up a shout. This is a time to be rejoicing and know that we cannot be cursed for the shout of the king is among us. Amen. Amen. Well, I hate to uh, uh, to come to a close, but here we are. It's been an hour, and I want to thank everybody who continues to stand with us and support the ministry. And uh, it, what a thrill to be involved together. Again, it's going to take a coalition of uni unified warriors praying against this spirit of Athaliah to pull down Athaliah. That's how it happened in the Bible, and that's how it's going to happen today. And so, thank you for standing with us. I promise to always give you a fresh word, to give you the word of the Lord for the hour. If you desire to support the ministry here, probably the easiest way you can give, there's many ways you can give, but probably the easiest is to text your offering to the number 84321. That's 84321. So whatever dollar amount... And then text that to the number 84321. And I know many of you, many of you are, are supporters of the prophetic. You understand it. And uh, you're the warriors that God's talking about. But <clears throat> if you want to uh, continue to support and you're watching on social media, uh, there's a link in the comment section. You can click on that and you can give that way. Some people prefer to mail in their offering. If you'd like to mail it in, you can mail it in to LifePoint Church, L-I-F-E-P-O-I-N-T-E, LifePoint Church, P.O. Box 1822, and that's Hendersonville, Tennessee, Hendersonville, Tennessee, 37077. Some people prefer to give on our website, which is lifepointchurch.cc. LifePoint, again, has an E on the end, lifepointchurch.cc, and there's a link at the top and at the bottom uh, where you can give that way. Also, please give us your prayer requests. I'll personally take these in prayer before the Lord and agree with you, and we have testimony after testimony of what God has been doing. Amen. 
I believe we have an anointing for prayer, especially prophets, and miracles uh, uh, happen, especially supernatural debt elimination. It happens so much. Uh, We get that testimony all the time. Let me pray with you. Watch God cancel your debt supernaturally and watch you walk free financially. Amen. I also want to invite you to come worship with us this Sunday at 4 o'clock, LifePoint Church, at 403 Walton Ferry Road in Hendersonville. It's an awesome church. We have an amazing worship team. The heavens are opened over our, over our worship time. Uh, there's, we always have strong prophetic words, strong prophetic teaching. Uh, we have an anointed children's ministry. I want to encourage you, bring somebody that needs a miracle, bring somebody that needs healing, bring somebody that needs prayer, bring somebody that needs to be saved, bring people who really need to hear a word from the Lord. God's moving in a powerful way. And so again, that's four o'clock this Sunday, LifePoint Church, 403 Walton Ferry Road in Hendersonville. You don't want to miss it. If you are showing up on Sunday, and you're a visitor, please come see me so that I know you're there. Amen. And I want to extend also a big thank you to Mike Lindell uh, and my pillow. What an incredible blessing he has been to this ministry from the start. <clears throat> now he's got the new uh, 2.0 my pillow, and uh, it has some incredible technology to it to keep you cool all night long. It's still the great my pillow, but there's some new technology built into it. And they're right now doing a, a buy one, get one free uh, sale, and that's at MyPillow.com. Or if you want to check out MyStore.com, uh, that's where you have entrepreneurs all over America uh, that have products made in the USA. Now, he's made a special discount available. If you use the promo code MARTY, my first name, M-A-R-T-Y, use that promo code and you'll receive a deep discount on everything you purchase. That's MyPillow.com or MyStore.com. And some people prefer to call in their order, and you, you can do that at 800-859-2938. That's 800-859-2938. That's a line dedicated just for our audience. And use the promo code MARTY to receive dis, uh, deep discounts that way. Remember, buy one, get one free. Amen? That's a great opportunity. Amen? It's a great time, a great way to... Support Speak Life to get great products in return and also be a support to Mike Lindell and all that he's doing for our nation. Amen. Remember, you can always watch the show every every Friday night, 7 p.m. Central Time, Facebook, YouTube, and Rumble. Help us by telling others uh, and tuning in yourself. Comment. Let us know you're there. Let us know how much you appreciate it. And uh, if you like podcasts, we're everywhere. You would uh, get your podcast wherever you get them, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you watch or get your pod- your podcast, we're going to be right there. Take a minute, give us a great review, a five-star review, if you will, <clears throat> and uh, I appreciate that. Also, remember to follow me on all social media platforms. Like me on Twitter, on Instagram, on YouTube, and Rumble, and Facebook, and Getter, and Truth, and all the different platforms. Look for at Marty Layton. Subscribe, ring the bell, do whatever the platform uh, has for you to be able to follow along with us, and I'll keep you up to date on what we're doing here. 
But I want to thank you again for tuning in to Speak Life. Proverbs 18.21 says, The power of life and death is in the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. And so I encourage you to always, always, always speak life. Amen. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Speak Life with Marty Layton. Please help us spread hope and share this podcast with a friend. Join us again as we speak life into our world. Thank you.